0: Kroger, fresh for
1: everyone. Episode 241: Divesting. Banking Sustainably.
0: Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, save money. embrace simplicity, embrace and live a richer life. Live life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill.
1: Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking about a way that you can steward your natural resources well for free. I think when we talk about sustainability, we're always talking about how to buy your way to green. And one of the ways we fight back against that is to buy less, consume less. But there's another side to that coin is where you keep the money. Once you are saving money, where do you keep it? Where do you invest it? And so mm. that's what we're talking about today.
2: And Jen, you have really introduced me to a lot of this, thinking more deeply about where's our where are we keeping our money and what does that mean? what is the impact of that? and uh, admittedly and you'll hear this probably from me throughout the podcast I'm still there's still room for growth for me in this area <laughs> and I think there's there's room for all of us to learn as we go. We don't have to have the expectations on ourselves at at any given point that we know all the things and we're doing all of the good and right things. We are limited capacity and we take on different causes at different times. So admittedly, where I bank has not been my highest priority in my life. Uh, related to other causes that are near and dear to me. But as I learn more, I'm responsible for what I know. So I'm I'm here. I'm here with you, Jen. I'm here with the listener who might not be as far along in their understanding of what banks do with their money. Yeah. So h- here we are.
1: Yeah. So today's topic is a lot about sustainability and we're not here to burden you with more knowledge to give you one more thing to do. But hopefully this episode will will maybe open your eyes to some things uh, that if you are so motivated that you can make a change that costs no money. It just costs a little bit of time. And that's what I love about this. But first, before we get into the main topic, This episode is brought to you by, get ready for this one, (laughs) you're not ready, fees. One of the most common exploitative mechanisms big banks use to target those struggling financially is the overdraft fee. Banks reported collecting $15.5 billion in overdraft fees in 2019 alone, with nearly a third of that coming from just three banks, Wells Fargo, Chase, and Bank of America. And the CFPB estimates that fewer, of, fewer than 10% of all bank customers are responsible for nearly 80% of all of those $15.5 billion in overdraft fees. And the worst part is that there are plenty of banks out there that do not charge these predatory fees like overdraft and account maintenance. So while this episode isn't specifically about predatory banking, Fees want you to know that the only language banks understand is money, and you have a choice on what you do with yours. Fees, the only way to tell a bank you disagree with how they prey on our country's most vulnerable is to take your money out of there.
2: Wow. I think that was the I... end of the episode. <laughs> it, was, it was a sponsor, but it was also just an episode.
1: It was... So I kept looking for an article on divesting that also covered this topic and they were all solely on sustainability. I was like, well, let's not let's not burden the public with another episode on predatory banking and I'll just we'll we'll just bring fees in to sponsor the episode. It'll find a way
2: to weave it in. Jen's getting her message baked in here some way, somehow.
1: So if this is something that you care about, where you hold your money, where your money sits, then th- we do have a few other episodes um, where we cover this. So we, we have episode 165, where to save your money. We talk about like high-yield savings accounts, all that good stuff. And then episode 108, smart and frugal banking, uh, we talk about how the best online banks and how to choose one. So those are probably, when we're looking for solutions to this problem, those two episodes are going to be good ones to queue up for after this episode. So let's just dive in to our first article. So what we want to do is kind of cover what divesting is, what banks do with your money, and then how you can change how you bank. And maybe quell some fears that you might have about changing banks or practices or whatever. So first article is how to stop funding fossil fuels by moving to an ethical bank. The five
2: steps to positive action. What did you think of this one, Jill? I felt so seen, particularly by the introduction to this article. And, and hopefully I'm not alone here, but this whole question of where is your money going? And thank thanks to you, Jen, and some of the episodes we've already recorded, this is not entirely new to me to think about and consider, but I can't say I've put a ton of action to this or that it's always at the forefront of my mind. But I appreciate the questions that they raise and some of the thought process that help us kind of enter into why this is something worth considering, where our money is sitting. And the, the first kind of part of the article talks about Banks offer an alternative to keeping your cash hidden in a freezer. Great. And, and my grandmother <laughs> did do that, by the way. That was her solution to banking. And, and hey, maybe maybe better than keeping it in some of these larger banks that are doing unethical things with the money. Uh, banks reward you for storing your money w- with them by paying you interest. That's great. Banks invest in thousands of projects and loan your money to others. Sounds great, but then not always. And so they're kind of beginning to go into that's the part that is maybe not necessarily affecting us directly in that moment but kind of the more macro level. And I, and I think for most of us we do think more on the micro level. What what am I getting out of this exchange? How is this impacting me? Now, let's not be fooled. The macro level cause effect does impact us eventually some way somehow if not us our children and great grandchildren depending mm-hmm. on where they're investing the money. And so that That is a massive purpose of a bank, not just to keep us from needing to stash cash places and be more vulnerable, but they also invest the money, loan the money, and sometimes to projects that we may not be so thrilled to know that they are investing in, i.e. fossil fuels.
1: Yeah. And it's not just fossil fuels. It's a lot of different... So essentially, it could be the entire... Stock market. So, depending on what you're passionate about, they're they're contributing money to to everything, <laughs> and fossil fuels just tends to be one of the biggest things. Um, they in this article they actually list how much the big banks are contributing to fossil fuel ex- um, expansion, and I thought it was so funny. I saw another article that talked about how these banks are giving to um, renewable energy. And the comparison is just insane because they're each of them are giving about a billion dollars on average to renewable energy like investments every year. But Chase, who blows the competition out of the water, Jill, (laughs) gives.
2: (laughs) I feel attacked. I feel seen and attacked. (laughs) $269
1: 269 billion dollars a year to fossil fuel expansion and investment, followed by Wells Fargo at 198 billion, and then Citigroup at 188 billion and Bank of America at 157 billion.
2: Yeah, that's it's quite striking to see the numbers to see the difference, mm-hmm. like how much more money Chase is giving <laughs> to these these endeavors than other banks. And they're not
1: even giving more to renewable energy sources. I think Bank of America actually is giving the most, but still it's like, I think they were giving like one and a half billion or something. Mm -hmm. So it is really uh, telling to see where they are you know, prioritizing. And these Mm -hmm. are publicly traded companies. These banks are publicly traded. They have a quote unquote obligation to show um, returns on their investments quarter over quarter. And so it makes sense for them if nobody is telling them we want to prioritize sustainability and long term thinking all they're prioritizing are short-term returns that they can show
2: at quarterly earnings meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in my defense, I do have a Chase checking account, but I opened it so that I could go to Disney World. So, I you mean. You did. <laughs> you know, in my defense.
1: <laughs> so, okay. And we'll put a, we'll, that's, this is a good time to say, like, we both have Chase credit cards. And you signed up for that. That Chase like checking account to show Florida residency residency mm-hmm. and because they were giving like what $200 it was like $300 I ended up being so, yeah. able to go to Disney for
2: free because of that so yeah. I mean
1: so we love taking from big banks Chase has the best credit card rewards and I will take their money every year for their credit card rewards but I don't give to Chase I don't <clears throat> let money sit there so that they can invest it we'll go in later on on where i have my money but so that's my like i don't think i don't solely not use chase bank of america city i've had credit cards with all of them and if they have and if the rewards are good enough i'll continue to have credit cards because those benefit me and they don't benefit chase or bank of america because i don't pay interest And I will happily cancel a credit card to avoid an annual fee if that fee no longer, if that card no longer serves me. Mm -hmm. So, So that's where I stand. That is a
2: helpful distinction, I think. And I think, too, with this episode... My goal is not to tell people what they should or shouldn't care about mm-hmm. or what they should be doing ultimately with their money, but information because I think like me, I I wasn't thinking about what a banks do with the money. I knew what they do, but again, not at the forefront. So if anything just raising the awareness again, putting this at the forefront for anyone to decide okay then what's most important to me what do i want to see long term what do i want to be supporting with my money both on the micro level and the macro level and you decide
1: yeah i want to read this one quote from the article that i i really like it says a bank's power lies in having financial knowledge and expertise that we do not banks can make this topic confusing and it benefits them to do so. So, a lot of people don't know what banks are doing with their money. I think I didn't realize it either. I mean, I was think I was writing personal finance full time before I realized what banks are really doing with our money. And sure, like we want to think they're lending it out to people in our community so they can buy homes, so they can like live their American dream and that's like beautiful. I want them to do that with our money. But there's a lot of money and they're doing a lot more things than just that. So I just want to open some eyes on what's happening and the steps that you could take to positive action if you want to do that. So let's get into those.
2: Yeah, here's action we can put to this. If you're unsure you want to learn more, step one, investigate your bank. Where do you currently... Have your money stashed? Is it in the freezer? Is it under the bed? Is it at a bank? And look into what is that bank saying they're doing? with the money. Uh, They did list a resource that we could use called Bank Green, which curates research of several organizations who worked tirelessly to uncover banks' financing activities because a lot of banks aren't going to be super forthright just on their landing page of their website. So feel free to Mm -hmm. check that out. Just start investigating. Even calling, I think that's mentioned either here or in another article, um, calling your bank and asking these questions. But first, find out before you do the action of potentially moving your money, find out what's what's happening at the bank you already have your money at.
1: Yeah. And then the second is to don't be intimidated. Again, banks capitalize on making financial information confusing. Uh, so that you are intimidated and don't move. They want, that's why there are so many banks on college campuses because banks know if they get on a college campus and they can get 18 year olds to start banking with them, studies show that they rarely leave. They will bank there for probably the entirety of their lives. And it, there is a trend now with millennials of younger people moving their money. Like now we're starting to see that trend. But for the most part, they know if they get you at 18, they've got you for life. So don't be intimidated. I have closed a bank account before. It is not hard. (laughs) I think the hardest thing was changing over my utilities payment because for some reason, they're the only place in the world where you cannot change a card or a checking account online. You have to go in. But that was the hardest thing. So don't feel silly asking your bank what they're doing with your money. Don't feel silly asking them any questions. You have the power because you have the money. Like that, they're using your money. So don't be intimidated because you're the one with the power. You're the one they want, and they want you to feel intimidated so you stay.
2: And if you're like me, they may not even try intimidation tactics because you don't have enough money in the bank account to make intent. <laughs>
1: you're like, okay, see you later. <laughs> well, it's not. I mean, we're not even talking about like if you feel that way. It's not that we're saying like you know a hundred dollars in the bank is you know gonna gonna intimidate them. We know because you're listening to our show. You're on a path to to really building wealth. Mm-hmm. Like you're mm-hmm. leaps and bounds ahead. You're leaps and bounds ahead of your friends that aren't listening to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Tongue in cheek. Right. So so you're on this path. You're eventually going to have a hefty emergency fund. Mm
3: -hmm. And we'll talk
1: about investments in a little bit. And you're on your path to building a multi six-figure net worth. You can prepare now and get this out of the way now so that when you have that, 'Cause it's much easier to transfer tens of thousands of dollars than it is like five thousand or whatever. So that's that's kind of we're preparing you for the eventual wealth you're going to build and just setting you up.
2: Yeah. To do it right. And number three, kind of along these lines of what you just said, Jen, not letting them distract us. So while Banks, Many large banks will be investing potentially billions of dollars into the fossil fuel industry. A lot of times they're also investing in some of these more renewable energies, but not to let that distract us from the main goal of But overarchingly, what's happening with the money, what's making the biggest dent and impact on the environment long term? And so some banks will still use words like we're going green, we're sustainable, we're environmentally friendly. And that may be true in some regards, like they give this example of one bank using those terms. As kind of a distraction, like, no, look, we're doing good things. Like we recycle at our offices and we invest in solar panels. Okay, but if the majority of the money is going towards some of these non-renewable, non-sustainable efforts, then that's just a distraction and it could still be Mm -hmm. time to move our money elsewhere. So just be aware, almost like the episodes we did about marketing and sales tactics, of this is going to happen with banks as well. Let me just throw the words at you that I think you want to hear. But ultimately, it doesn't actually mean that we're doing positive things with this money.
1: Yeah, I love how the author kind of chronicles their journey to finding out what their bank is investing in through these steps so like the second one they were calling their bank to see and they're like oh we'll send you you know we'll send it to you and so in this one they recount like the email or letter that they sent and everything was like a like a politically answered question. It was like all these good buzzwords, but nothing answered their actual question about what are you investing in? And it was all like a distraction to make the writer feel better. But unfortunately for them, the writer is like very knowledgeable about greenwashing. So don't let the cool buzzwords and and this is really on any sustainable product too don't let marketing words distract you from like the reality of what's happening like if you're buying a sustainable product that you really could there's something at home you could use to not consume more then you're not being more sustainable you're just buying more and falling prey to to greenwashed marketing and these aren't malicious i don't think it's i think it's great that companies are are being more quote unquote ethical, but we have to understand that there's a big hurdle to jump over from where we are now to like where we want to be, and we're in this like teenage growing pain stage where it's more they they see it more as marketing and how to like increase sales than they do actually caring about the environment so like for for fast fashion for example all these retailers now have a some kind of like resell return recycle for their clothes for any clothes really but in the years that those have been happening they have still been ramping up production every year they produce more new clothing so while this is great marketing that shows they're being sustainable on the production side it hasn't changed anything it is purely marketing. So we're placing good infrastructure in now, but it's still on this like very, like this line that you have Mm -hmm. to be very wary of. Mm -hmm. And banks are very good at doing this.
2: Yeah. We're cleaning it up while we're not concerned about the mess we're still making. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Right. Right. Um, But we're getting there. I think we're we are on the right track, I mm-hmm. truly believe. Mm-hmm. So, all right. And four is to find an ethical bank. Uh, so there, for me, so there are a lot of banks coming up that are sh- are purely focused on sustainability and commit to not put any money in Fossil fuels or anything non like that's non renewable, and those are great. Like aspiration is a very popular one, but I think honestly, if you just if you focus on online first and credit unions, you're fine. You're you're fine. Credit unions specifically that pour back into the local community, I think that's so necessary. Like so important to have at least some of your money in a credit union that has a track record of investing back into the community. So we use a credit union and we use online first banks. And what that just means is they're not creating a literal footprint like on the street. They don't have physical locations. They're usually tied to a bank that typically does have a you know, a brick and mortar location. But but the off these offshoots are online first. And I I've been so pleased with them. And I think they're great options. Again, and this is my happy medium. Sure, some of these online first banks probably are going to be doing some fossil fuel somewhere. I don't know. It can't be perfect. But they're not going to be doing it to the extent that larger banks are. And If most of your money is with a credit union um, and you just have an online, like an online first bank, like our business bank account for Frugal Friends is, is an online bank. And so I feel like really good we've got that and then we've got a credit union and I feel really good not having any money with any of the major players in the fossil fuel industry. So that's like my radical middle. And you can choose yours. You can choose one of these super ethical banks and be happy with it. It's up to your lifestyle how often you're going into the bank, etc.
2: Yeah. And lastly, on here, tell your old bank why you left. I think this is this is a really important step that we can often miss, you know, when we break up with someone or when we leave a bank. Tell them why. It could be helpful for actually affecting change because we can't expect to see any differences in what banks choose to do with the money unless we're saying, hey, here's why I pulled out. Here's the reason that I don't want to be associated with you or, or store my money here anymore. I'm not, I don't think that this article is saying, nor are we saying one letter to the bank is going to shift that, but enough people, enough of that messaging could help to move that needle and convince people we, we don't actually want to see this money being lended to the fossil fuel industry at the rate that it currently is. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think the letter is really important. I think we take it for granted. But if people get enough of them, then shareholders are going to start to take notice. And that's who these banks are trying to please. And so the more paperwork, the more data, the more materials they have to prove that this is where the shift is going, the more it helps. So I definitely think even if it's just the customer feedback survey when you leave the bank saying, this is why I left, that's, I think, good enough too. So that those are some of the things that the banks will do, I don't know, to like greenwash. I don't know. These are some of the, the actions you can do to kind of like investigate and make sure, hey, is my bank okay? Do I want to leave? But uh, who knows? Um, Once you've kind of made that decision, we've got this next article. It's called Green Banking. And it's seven simple ways you can help protect the environment. And I really like this one. These are are things you can start today, whether with your current bank. And you can transfer these over to a new bank if you choose to go new. Um, But you can still do these if you choose to stay with your current bank.
2: m o n e y dot com slash frugal for your extended thirty day free trial go to monarchmoney.com dot com slash frugal for an extended thirty day free trial super super simple i don 't think it's going to be mm-hmm. long for us to go through this. you know obviously they talk about going paperless first of all that's a benefit to us as well usually there's some sort of advantage, even if it's just a one-time advantage of going paperless, banks will throw some money at you for doing that. Mm -hmm. But if we can get all of our statements online, pay our bills online, automate things, then that's just less paper being printed. It's less harm on trees, the environment, the mailman, mail person.
1: Yeah. And then two is to use technology to bank from home. Uh, So mobile deposits, and using your online banking portal as much as possible. And then also you can use like third party fintech companies too. Um, So I use personal capital a lot to see all of the credit cards, bank accounts, investment accounts, mortgages, everything in one place. Uh, so it makes it very easy to check in to things like I check in once a month to make sure, okay, did, did I make all these transactions? Did Travis make all the ones I didn't make?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And just to like...
2: Which ones did Kai make?
1: Right. <laughs> did, did Kai make any of these? Uh, so, which is an actual thing that I'm going to have to worry about uh, soon because he's like now knows how to use my phone so using technology to bake from home as much as possible and even like trying to limit cash use by using things like zelle cash app venmo i don't know if that one's on this this one but um
2: that oh, they do is mention really... it later on yeah okay when they talk about You're not, not using checks <laughs> some of them are so, I mean, they hardly make a dent and no one needs to hear that. Like who's writing checks anymore. Anyhow, automating your commitments to, I mean, they're saying the environment, but also just your savings plans, your giving plans, anytime we can automate something that's going to be super helpful. So this is another way of putting our money where our mouth and values are and automating a portion of our paychecks to go to high yield savings accounts, automating a portion of our paychecks to go to the giving we want to see. So they're mm-hmm. using the example of giving to like an, an environmental organization that plants trees around the nation. It, but take this concept to whatever it is that you want to give to and consider putting that on automation.
1: Yeah. And I I like that they mentioned the high yield savings accounts. That's another reason to leave big banks because the high yield savings account at online first banks are 200 times higher than they are at big banks. So it's not going to be enough to retire on, Like, but 2%, I mean, and it barely keeps up with average inflation. It's better than than what the big banks are giving you. So using these um, high yield savings accounts, like our favorite right now is CIT Bank. Um, you can find them at frugalfriendspodcast.com slash CIT. They're doing like a 2% APY where the Chases and the Wells Fargo's and stuff, they're doing 0.01 or 0.1. If that's you're crazy. Right. So, so that's just another reason to keep your emergency fund or your larger um, sinking funds in a high-yield savings account versus a big bank. Next is to change your method of transportation, and so they say bike or walk to the bank. I I usually hate these recommendations. When I love biking and walking, but when they're like you don't have to drive. Like mm-hmm. what if I live in the middle of nowhere? And Mm -hmm. it takes me just 30 minutes to get to Walmart. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, that's not me. But like, that's not a usable tip for someone living in that situation.
2: Well, also, yeah, online banking is accessible to like, I don't know, not many people are going to the bank like every day.
1: Right. But so I will say on this, instead of maybe changing your method of transportation, changing your ATM location, (laughs) because when with an online first bank, Most of them, if not all of them, will either reimburse you for an ATM fee like unlimited or give you a certain number every month. So you can choose any online bank that does that and just use the closest ATM to you instead of banking with a a bank where you have to drive extra to go to their atm so that's another perk of of using
2: the the online first banks yeah here it is number five this is the one that made me laugh use other payment methods besides checks i i mean i think that this is a newer article but <laughs> acting like it's from 1995 i don't know who actually No, pays you would with be checks.
1: surprised you would be surprised what still requires checks there are still things that require checks. And that was why I was like, credit unions are great. Because whenever we need a check, when they don't accept anything else, or they need a voided check to set up like a direct deposit, we can just go into our credit union and get a standard, like, sheet of three checks that they write our account number on. And we can use that.
2: Mm -hmm. So you don't have to get a whole book.
1: Yeah, right. I could see right. that. You know, so that being... is one of the perks of having a local credit union. Uh, six is to bank with a bank that cares about the environment. Again, we talked about um, we talked about aspiration. They uh, introduce Limelight Bank. Um, there are you can look up a list of um, eco friendly banks and sustainable banks. There are a ton, but again, I think keeping your money local. Honestly, I think is the best, most sustainable option. Keep keep the money as close to the community as possible, um, and I think that's. We always talk about buying local, and all of that will like keep your money local as well um, in a credit union, and just make sure you're using an online bank that doesn't charge fees doesn't charge predatory fees like overdraft fees or account maintenance fees or or any of of those every bank is going to charge some kind of fee for for the people that don't play fair but there are predatory fees that a lot of online banks are are doing away with and those are the banks that I choose to use not for sustainability reasons but just for like ethical reasons
2: mm-hmm And lastly, number seven, impact investing may be an option for your portfolio. So when you're thinking about where to invest your money, thinking about these organizations, companies that are making an actual difference in the environment, socially, environmentally. So they give an example that Fidelity can can allow you to search for environmental, social, and governance, ESG, exchange-traded, the ETFs funds on their website.
1: Yeah. Let's have a short conversation about impact investing. Go for it. Because you are going to have eventually more money in your investments than you are going to have in a bank. And so it can seem kind of pointless to be talking about sustainable banking because you're never going to have more than a you know certain amount in a bank account. And the rest ideally you're going to be investing and so investing really impact investing really is something that maybe down the line we should definitely do an episode on we have talked about it before but that eventually once you get your banking in line is what you're going to want to be focusing on and so ESG environmental social and governance ETFs or index funds these are funds that have to meet a certain level of of guidelines to be either environment, social, or governed well. It doesn't have to even be all three. They just get graded three like three separate grades. And so ETFs are fun because you can choose what you care most about and you can get ESG funds that really are uh, primarily environmental or primarily invested in companies that are woman-run or have a great track record of diversity um, or companies that are making a great social difference. It's great. I love this concept, but I'm not in a place where I want to Really study my investments. Really study the the backgrounds. And so I go for an for pretty much just a, a regular standard standard ESG index fund that just cuts out some of the major major things that I wouldn't agree with. So I personally have a lot of our money in. It's all in Vanguard but specifically VFTAX, which is their social ESG, like kind of across the board fund. It's not perfect. If you're very super concerned about like the sustainability and all the things ESG, then you're going to want to create your own portfolio of ETFs that fit your needs. Like that's, if that's you, I am okay with a happy medium, like good enough. Good enough is good for me. <laughs> so I feel good the fi- the f- five biggest holdings in VFTAX are the same As The total stock market fund in the S&P 500. It's very similar. The only difference is that it it excludes companies dealing in what it calls vice products. So there's no adult entertainment, alcohol, gambling, tobacco. There's no non-renewable energy. So no nuclear power, no fossil fuels. Uh, There are no weapons. So civilian firearms, controversial military weapons, um, conventional military. And it also excludes excludes companies uh, that, based on contra- quote-unquote controversial conduct and diversity practices. So that is what VT- VFTAX excludes. And I won't say our entire portfolio is in that. Uh, we still do have money in the um, total stock market. So our-, our portfolio is not completely divested. Again, we're not perfect. VFTAX has a slightly lower return than the S and P 500. It's about one percent lower, but it is a that's a loss I'm willing to take for not putting a lot of money into these vice products, and that's good for me. You can go, you can do more than I'm doing, and you can do less. But that's and this is not investment advice. This is this is what. This is how we invest sustainably that works for us because eventually you will have more money in your investments than you do in your bank account. So I just wanted to give that primer if anybody's interested?
2: Well, it's helpful. I think my takeaway is there's options, just the knowledge of, okay, I can be more informed on this and it's not gonna take a ton of time for me to be informed and I can make decisions based off of what I value, not just for how I spend, but also for how I save. So Mm -hmm. I love options. And you know what else gives a lot of options, a lot of room for interpretation. Yeah. And people to engage in the way that they want after they've done their own research.
1: Yeah. Something that I am fully invested in. The Bill Bill of of the the week. Week.
0: That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week.
3: Hi, Jen and Jill. My name is Jacqueline. I'm calling from St. Louis. I am so thankful for your podcast. I love listening to it on Google Fridays. And I'm especially thankful just for your focus on values based spending and budgeting. My bill of the week is actually a bill I do not currently pay. It's a bill that I have canceled several years ago. Most a lot of, in a lot of ways, thanks to the support of your podcast and the things that you guys talk about. And I was recently at a happy hour where we were talking about streaming services. I mentioned that I don't have a Netflix subscription that I canceled it years ago. And I, I even listen to sports on the radio sometimes because it's free. And at that point, I was kind of teasingly made fun of and called an old person. And several years ago, this would have probably made me really upset, feel kind of dumb. But I feel like I've listened to your podcast for several years now, and I don't feel dumb. I feel encouraged by your community, and I recognize that. Spending money on Netflix is just not one of my values. So um, anyway, I recognize that making fun of people for something that you don't spend on is really rude and annoying, and people shouldn't do that. But I am so thankful for this community, how supportive you are, and how open you are to creative ways to spend mindfully and according to our values. Thank you so much for this podcast. Love you all.
1: Jacqueline, yes. Uh, Girl, we are with you and feeling the empowerment and you get on with your old girl self. I love, I love it.
2: You know right where to go when you need that encouragement and affirmation and validation for the choices that you've made. I am so admiring of this to not have this streaming service that is very, very common to have and Mm -hmm. finding other ways to entertain yourself and standing in confidence in that, despite other people making fun of you to know, this is a decision I'm confident in. And why do you care so much about where $20 a month goes?
1: Why do you care about where my money goes? (laughs) Yeah so real Uh, and everybody's had that everybody listening has been like why do you care where i'm spending my money mm -hmm. what's that about (laughs) except for this whole episode is
2: about how we care about where we're keeping our money yeah i care where where you're keeping your money i care I care that you have found what you value and where you Mm -hmm. actually want to spend. That's amazing, Jacqueline. I'm so glad that listening to this, learning more about your values has helped you to be more confident, even in the face of some haters. So... Yes, you got some frugal friends here, Jacqueline. Thanks for calling in. If you all listening have a bill, if it's about a bill you got made fun of for and you just need some support right now or Mm -hmm. a bill that you don't mind paying, you know the drill. It's We keep it vague for a reason because we get all kinds of heartwarming funny stuff. Visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Leave us your bill. m-o-n-e-y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial
0: More info now. And now it's time for the Round. round.
1: So today's vulnerable question is how are you making your money more climate friendly right now?
2: Oh, here you go, Jen. You go first because you got a lot to brag about. This this isn't the vulnerability round for Jen. This is the bragging session.
1: No, I, I... So, like, eco... Eco people will scream at me like, for there are so many articles on the internet while, why the social fund at Vanguard or Fidelity is not really sustainable or good. there's there's always something to hate when people are trying to do something better. That's why I'm not mad at banks for trying to you know giving a billion dollars to renewable energies like that's great i'm so thankful for where everything is headed Um, i don't think we should hate on people for trying to be better and not being perfect and so that's where i'm at i am very like i'm not always in the middle but i'm very like staunchly in the middle on this because i feel like we can only do what we can do we can only do what we have the capacity to do but like this is something I've been thinking about for several years, and I've had the time to work on. So, we um, in 2020 we moved our mortgage from Wells Fargo. We refinanced to a credit union, and credit unions are amazing places to keep your mortgage with. Over the length of your mortgage, whether it's 15 or 30 years, you will pay tens of thousands of dollars in interest, or maybe 100, over $100,000 in interest, depending on how much your house is. And, and that's the cost of borrowing money. You know, So where do you want that money to go is where you have to decide. And when we bought our original house, we didn't really have a choice. We didn't know what we were doing. And so we just got stuck with Wells Fargo. We didn't realize that's where we were going. So then when we got the chance to refinance, we did have a decision. We did have a choice to make and we could move it to a credit union. So that was the biggest. It's the same credit union we have our primary account with. Uh, So that is really great. I love what they're doing in the community. So I feel really good about having my mortgage there we also bank exclusively with online first banks outside of that credit union account so our business account my save it, like our emergency fund stuff like that and uh and we have a significant portion of our investments in the ESG fund i was mentioning not all not all so that's i mean that's a a balance that works for me and it's what I'm happy with. I feel good. Yeah. And I also feel good because I'm making decisions every day to reduce my consumption, to tell companies that I don't want them to produce more. I want them to produce better.
2: Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's where I live. Yeah. Again, not much thought typically goes to this for me. Where I found myself is mostly just related to laziness. And I'm not in the worst place. Laziness hasn't gotten me to the worst place related to banking. I do the online thing. I still have money at a local bank back in Pennsylvania. I've been in Florida now for two years. And most of my money still sits there because I'm able to bank with it online. I had a conversation with one of the tellers or bank representatives on the phone a few months ago. And they're like, you're in Florida now. You need to change your dress with us. <laughs> they didn't try and get me to like leave them even though they have no banks down here. And that works. Eventually, I'm going to move the money, but I'm not concerned about their practices. Thankfully, after reading those articles, I did do some research. So that's all right. I'm, I'm in an okay spot. <laughs> but again, I'm not this is not a bragging point. This is a I just didn't take the time to move my money and I can bank with them online. So that works. Are you going to make any changes based on the episode today?
1: Not to put you <laughs> on the spot. It's okay if if you've got too much on your plate.
2: Ha, I, I don't think that, that I'm going to make any immediate changes. I think being aware of Chase, like I do have a checking account with them, but I don't keep a lot of money there. Because I have a credit card with them, it does make it easy to pay that off. Uh, but I think what I will be mindful of for the immediacy is not keeping a ton of money in that checking account uh, and making an eventual switch. I think as I slowly move my finances to local St. Pete banks, that's when I'll make that change. But I don't have that on my radar for potentially another four to six months. I just have to be realistic. Chase will accept a payment from any bank, Jill. It's not easier to
1: make a payment from Chase.
2: (laughs) I like being able to see it, you know? You can, again... See it online. you
1: You can see it everywhere. I've never had a Chase account. and I have a ton of Chase credit cards and I've Never had a problem paying off my credit card bill.
2: (gasps) Yeah, and seeing
1: how much is in my credit union account.
2: I know, Jen. I'm I'm just okay. If you want vulnerability, though, this is what you're getting because I will have to change where some of my automatic payments go, Mm -hmm. where direct deposits go. It's like it's it's not just a quick switch. And I just have to be realistic about the other things that are on my docket. I'm not saying I won't do it. I just need to be realistic that it's probably not going to happen for another four to six months.
1: Okay, I'll hold you to that. And I will say when I did it, it was not as hard as I thought. Mm -hmm. I just went through the last three months of transactions, looked at all of my recurrings, 99.9% 99.9% of them I was able to do in one day, mm-hmm. to switch over in one day. I opened the new account. I transfer money virtually online. Don't have to go in anywhere. Transferred the money uh, to the external account and then just set up all of my... I just changed up all of the deposits there. Granted, I have to do that when we get a new credit card. Uh, so... I only had to do the ones that are on debit. So like mortgage, utilities, electric, stuff like that. Most of my stuff, I have it on a system. It's it's all credit card paid. And I have it on a system where when I get a new credit card, I just have a list of things that I go through in 30 minutes and like change over. So it's not a big deal for me. I'm always changing. I also feel like that's safer for like credit card fraud and debit card fraud when you are changing your numbers. You know, at, not regularly, but sometimes. So, yeah, I did it all in a day. It was not the only thing that was is the utilities. Yeah. The utilities was so annoying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, I don't have my utilities tied to that. To me, it represents, I want to do it all at once. I want to move out of that local PA bank mm-hmm. into local banks here the credit union, the high-yield savings account. Like, there's a whole list of things that I almost need, like, a banking week, and I just know I'm not going to have a banking week Yeah, You don't need a banking week. And I need a banking week. You don't need you a week. You have no idea.
1: You don't need a... You just, <laughs> a little bit at a time, you start with opening the account, and then once the account's open and ready to go, you've got all the access, then you switch some money over. That's going to take a few days. You come back next week, and you switch take a day and switch over like you can do it in chunks it doesn't have to be this big thing
2: i'm getting sweaty Thanks for listening, okay. <laughs> everyone. Many of you know we have a private community where we do monthly money challenges. And you know, Jen's always challenging us, and we have accountability, and she's she does things like this. And, and sometimes I do too on different topics. And we want to congratulate me. one of our members <laughs> yeah. for a big win. Letitia shared tonight was my first time being able to join the money party, and I'm so glad I did. We have money parties. That's that's my favorite thing. I tend to air on the more socially awkward side, and I love the small breakout rooms. Thank you, Jen and Jill, for creating this space. Yes, we yes. do. We break out in a small group where so you have an opportunity to talk to just another two or three people on a question that we give to you, almost like speed dating, only way better, way more speed productive. <laughs> yes,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: So that's fun.
1: It's so great. Uh, so proud of you and my fellow. Socially awkward or introverted. I would say I would say introverted not socially awkward It does help because i'm an introvert and so I was like the small breakout rooms are essential They're more important than the big group gathering. So
2: congrats <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening If you want to check out these monthly money challenges that we have and the community head to com Slash club you can see what challenge we have coming up next and join us See you next time, Frugal Friends is produced by
1: Eric Siriani.
2: <laughs> um, Jen, something massive happened yesterday, and I wasn't prepared for it. I knew that it was going to happen, I just didn't know that it was going to happen yesterday. What? Oh, funny you should ask. <laughs> <laughs> we we removed the Frugal Friends photo wall that has been up since our party in April because big changes are happening and we've got to move the plastic <gasps> because big things are happening in the renovation in the portion and kitchen. pretty soon we are no longer going to need to have plastic hanging up keeping half of our house unaccessible to us from the other half.
1: But you can still have the str- the the glitter wall up. You can just put the glitter wall back up <laughs> in the new kitchen. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's gonna It'll be, be what you have to pass
1: through, through.
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> to get to the kitchen. <laughs> you just put I it did somewhere else it. as a backdrop. Perfect.
1: Because sustainability
2: I know I'm gonna want hot pink glitter wall again in my life. So we still mm-hmm. have it. We can use it again.
1: You will definitely use that, probably for the next guest that stays at your house. I wonder if we
2: should hang it in your background, on either side of the boxwood and the neon sign. That might be cool. That might be really cool. We will have to hang sound dampener. Yeah, Yeah, sound deadening behind it. Yeah. Okay. We'll
0: see how that looks. Okay. All right, keep you posted. Bye.
2: 2024.